We were there at the dawn of the Third Age of Mankind, in the Earth year 2257, deep in neutral space. We were there when the last of the Babylon stations was founded. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 16, Grail, in which a seeker comes to the station on a legendary quest and ends up inspiring others to great deeds, or at least deeds. And at the end of the day, there is a lack of boom. Hello and welcome to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we explore the cultural relevance, the legacy, and the really enduring greatness of uh, the 1990s program Babylon 5. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and as always, I am joined by... I'm John Cassie, your other host, Chris... Good this evening, is John. How's it going? It's going. It's going well. It's going well. Um, well enough. Ho- holy, you might say. Mm. Mm. Grail like. No. Gra- grail like, you might say. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, we have a uh, we have an interesting uh, an interesting problem, a challenge that confronts us in this episode, don't we? We do. We do. Uh, mainly because I think so far, and this is ep- uh, this is episode we're episode number- thirteen fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that this is the first of them so far that uh, that we've really disagreed on. Right. Uh, that our, our takes are, are diverging. Well, this is episode fifteen of season one. Yeah. So we're 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 a long way in to finally come to a position of of uh, of, of really coming at this from very different from a very different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we're we're talking about Grail. Um, you know, right. May as well see. Right. Which uh, I feel was a complete filler episode without much redeeming substance. Um, I'm having trouble. You know, it's 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 like one of those dreams that you, that's just sort of so dull you can't really get your hands around it, and, and having trouble even even really holding on to a lot of the details of what happened in the episode. Not because of my usual super faulty memory, but uh, it just it made almost no impression on me whatsoever. Mm. And and my my take on it was I was already predisposed to really dislike it because mm-hmm. any time you bring Arthurianness into a non-Arthurian context, I'm always mm. I'm always sort of pedal to the metal on on likely to hate this thing, right? Yeah, I want my. Yeah. I want my. It's like I do not want a Reese's peanut butter cup. I want my fantasy in fantasy, and I want my sci-fi in sci-fi. So it's mm. like if if it was on a holodeck, or if mm-hmm. it was some kind of fantastical element, right? Yeah. Like uh, like the Alice in Wonderland nonsense in uh, that the original series episode. Oh yes, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm not keen on it, but I know that it is not meant to be seen as part of the universe. It's a mm-hmm. stand aside thing. And you know what? The writers are having some fun. The actors are kind of messing around. Fine. Right? Yep. Yep. It's, it's separate. It's, it's something separate and distinct. But once you start bringing these things in, um, and I, I have some bad news for you regarding you know, Aragorn and the Rangers later on in this uh, in this very show that we're that we're watching. What? What are you talking about? 
when we start getting Marcus and his, you know, oh. Ranger Corps or whatever down the road, oh. I, I'm, I'm dismissively calling him Aragorn, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, mm. I, I thought that you were somehow springing some kind of uh, nth level IMDb corner on me right there. Oh, oh, right. No. It's like, what, which one? Viggo Mortensen? Is this a John yeah. Hurt reference? Am I, is, are you going to, what are you doing, right? Every time you okay. say, oh, blah, 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 IMDb corner, I'm like, I'm bracing myself for what on earth You're, you have next, right? Well, you, it, part of the reason that you enjoyed this episode, we talked a little beforehand, and, and I will give it its redeeming feature, is the the main guest star that we have here of David Warner. Yeah. Um, who's really, okay, as much as I didn't care for the episode, he's great. And I think it's because he's going to be great no matter what you put him in. Right, right. You know, when when w- one of the things that that helped me in this episode was, frankly, Delenn's framing. Mm-hmm. You know, aren't you coming to the airlock? We we've got someone of great importance coming to this station, and you don't you're not even paying it any mind. Uh, oh, okay. Um, what? Someone's coming. Yeah. What, someone's what? Her, her, her. That, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, See that was that right there was was my first sort of feeling of something's off in this episode because mm. Sinclair seems to be so on top of all of you know the ceremonial the 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 receptions receiving these guests and and mm-hmm. and yes I don't think that that Aldous's name would have been on a, a list of high dignitaries coming in but this seems like the sort of thing that someone would have mentioned to him before. Oh, there! You know, he's showing up at the at the the, the porch. You know, shouldn't we go be there? Go to to, to greet him. Um, that it seemed like that was just to kind of set the scene and have more exposition about who he was, and it, it just felt like it was handled clumsily to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can accept that. She, yeah, but we do get Delenn, uh sort of as you say, framing who this guy is and why he's so important to the. You know, to to her and to her you know, her views and her people, um, which I think is the is the approach that we as the viewers are supposed to take. Right, right, and 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 I I I, I sort of bought into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so predisposed to not liking this episode that when Delenn said, you know, no, we 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 really respect people who search. Even if what they search for, you know, okay, well, we, we don't really get this. It's not really our, we would not search for such a thing. This is not what we're doing, right? So it, it immediately reframed it from uh, a kind of bad fantasy Arthur kind of nonsense, which I was not interested in, into a quiet story about a person of deep belief who, because the part was acted by a really good actor, mm-hmm. became, for me, entirely believable. Mm-hmm. Right? You know I've been, I've been complaining with increasing loudness. This is what I've been increasing saying. Increasing loudness. This is what I've been saying about these past, you know, Oren Zento and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. They God don't need to help be yelling. Me. Right. Mm-hmm. Stop yelling and give me some subtlety. Give me give me more than one 
uh, kind of emotional valence, and maybe we can mm-hmm. do something here. Okay. Yeah. David Warner comes in. He's very quiet, disciplined, mm-hmm. humble. All of that's going to read as potentially kind of low energy, but but mm-hmm. I think he brings a kind of spiritual depth, a, a, a kind of a, a variety of dimensions and perspectives to to his understanding of of his of his role of his identity and uh, i mean as a as a as a character actor i don't think you can point to a role that he doesn't carry either at or above the material he's given and there are mm-hmm. many things that he does like this that are well above what you know where kind of everyone else yeah. is you know right like you know right. we, were, we were talking beforehand and I, I said uh, he's the only watchable thing in Star Trek 5 and then I said well I take that back you know but he's still better than 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 most of the main cast members in a stupid part absolutely absolutely and 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 we know that he can when directed to absolutely chomp on scenery right right um, we know he can do this because he was evil in time bandits right and and he can i mean that's that's about as chomp nah, as nah, get, nah, right nah. there right exactly right but no he he really reins it in and he he plays it you know very calm and very yeah you know his his for me his his voice because right. my my biggest exposure to him is in the the batman animated series where he plays Rajal Ghoul. Oh wow. And so so it's his it's his voice that carries that that sort of melodic um you know almost well yeah I'm not, I'm not going to go into arrogance but it's you know I'm super confidence and uh and superiority in a way. Like I know right. what's, I know what's going on here and I'm perfectly under under control of this and everything's fine. Right. I mean I I think about Obviously, I didn't IMDb. I did not IMDb corner him, but I just thought mm-hmm. about him, right? Mm-hmm. Watching him think, okay, well, this, will, you know, even if this episode is dreadful, which I expect it to be going in, at mm-hmm. least I'll have an opportunity to see David Warner at work, which is always yes. good. And then I'm thinking back to, you know, kind of, kind of, wh- where has he been? And he's he's all over the place. Absolutely. In, in, in sort of, you know, my, uh, you know, my my sort of formative films and television and all that. Time after mm. time, yeah, that movie was an extraordinary influence on me as a very young person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that's from what about nineteen seventy eight, seventy seven, something like that. I'm about ten, maybe. That was huge. Tron, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's 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 a, a proper menace, right? In yeah. Tron, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you you reminded me that he was in season two of Twin Peaks, which I had completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, he was in Star Trek Five, Star Trek Six, Chancellor mm-hmm. Gorkon, great part. You know, uh, you know, a, a lot of gravitas. You know, a lot of you know, this is a person of of uh, you know of purpose of seriousness, mm-hmm. right? And you know, he can really move between different kinds of. Uh, uh, you know, of kind of perspectives of kind of I- emotional registers. I'll be, you know, he's always taken very seriously, right? He takes himself mm-hmm. seriously. And so, yeah, yeah so I, I guess when I, when I was watching him do his stuff, by virtue of it being him doing it, I was, uh, uh, I, I was much more inclined to, to believe it. 
and I'm going through the episode, and he's having these conversations with, uh, you know, Jinxo, and I think the whole Jinxo character is very problematic, right? That's sort of like mm. that's that's what Babylon Five normally gives us, right? But somehow, right. somehow, David Warner elevates that actor's performance, and and sort of brings the whole thing up a little bit in a way that mm-hmm. I would not have thought possible. Yeah, I see. I didn't. I I, I thought Jinxo was just terrible, beginning to end. Yeah. So you know, there, there, even even someone like David Warner could not could not lift him mm-hmm. up enough. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a it was like a a, a you know bargain bin non union Nick Cage uh, <laughs> that we had, and I, I I was not I was not into that 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 actor or the character you know wearing the oversized trench coat and kind of like huddling his arms what, what was that what was the direction that led him to do that yeah it was just it was just absurd um and, and you know going back to to delenn's introduction of all this yep. uh you know the the idea of oh well he see he's he searches and and we you know no matter even if what they're searching for is 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 absurd you know we we, we appreciate that we take it seriously and i when she said that line i I thought, well, where do you, where do you draw the line on that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I'm I'm known to go down some paths into some odd uh, odd side roads of information and uh, and whatnot. You know, reptoids. You know, your David Icke sort of thing. You know, if 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 you're seeking, you know, some sort of like bizarre conspiracy of of reptoids who live at the center of the earth and control us all or or bigfoot or you know any of these kinds of anything i I could probably pull a list together of 30 or 40 things that i'm sure there are plenty of people who are seekers of those things you know do we really want to give them respect just because they're seeking right something right that that just you know okay but by saying the grail Okay, that sort of gives it kind of a weight and a direction and a, and a positive valence that that something like searching for you know the the the, the reptoids or whatever at the center of the earth uh, it wouldn't have. Uh, precisely. So. Um, so yeah. So I. I so I, that, I, that it, it didn't land with me. Was the was the was the part? And I was like, oh, okay. So we're supposed to take this guy seriously. Um, you know, the the only redeeming feature that I found was that the third episode really didn't. You know, my greatest fear was that in forty two minutes he would find the Grail, and you know, <laughs> everything would be wonderfully resolved. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it, oh, it's the it's the cup that you know Garibaldi has been drinking from. You know, and or something. You know, just who knows? Right. But at least they didn't go there. At least they didn't do that. Right. That's what I would have expected. Generally, to be sort of the instinct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, look, my, my 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 sort of last point about about David Warner. I mean, I, you know, I, I could probably, I could probably do twelve episodes of a David Warner podcast and still have ten things left to say. But a- anyone who can do uh, that Cardassian Gulma dread, who tortured mm-hmm. Jean Luc Picard. And then mm-hmm. do this. Okay, yeah. y- y- I'm in. Right? You know, yeah. do do you do what 
do what you're doing. And we're grateful mm. that you took the role because Absolutely. you can imagine this in the hands of, say, night two. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And which would be the inclination of this show would be to pair up Jinxo with somebody who was, who had you know, like, all right, go for a kind of wildness in the eyes. Yeah. Right. And just really kind of, really just, just ran with it. Right. Know? So I, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of delighted to not have to, to not have to do that kind of thing yeah. and to not have to talk about it. Right. Well, you know, the good news is based on looking over David Warner's IMDb page, it doesn't say no to many things. Well, no. So when he was approached for this, you know, sure. Does it pay? Right. Right. Am I going to? He's uh, he's the um, uh, the Michael Caine of television. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's like a genre Michael Caine, although Michael Caine is sort of a genre Michael. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good Lord. He was in he was in Beastmaster 3. We keep coming back to, yeah, what, to what is actors who are Beastmaster, Beast right? Movies. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a, you know, a supplementary uh, Beastmaster. Yeah, there's episode. our minute by minute podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so so you, yeah. your your kind of angle on this is super meh, right? Yeah. Not, yeah, it was very meh. Not a lot to I, hate. Uh, not a lot to like. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, very run of the mill redemption story with Jinx. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we now we did have the 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 angle of him getting his nickname, which I'm not sure anybody would ever be called Jinxo. Um, anyway, setting that it's a space name. We'll, we'll, I will I will set aside Vicar. all space names for the duration of this show. Vicar, yes, Vicar, yeah. Vicar. So anyway, the the history of Ori got this name from being on the previous incarnations of the station, right. and and you know as he left. Things went horribly wrong. Right. Um, I was expecting more of a payoff with that, um, rather than it just being a, you know, it. It was. It was just a. It was just his imagination, or it was just a coincidence, kind of thing. Chris. Um, Chris. Yeah. There's always a boom tomorrow. There, this is true. <laughs> there, there, there will be. We'll, we'll get to no that boom today. <laughs> but there's a boom tomorrow. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I I totally take your point on that. You know, that was a bit, yeah. you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And and I I really the 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 pieces with Londo, I you know, just being so scared and like sort of you know clutching his pearls and and you know hiding underneath the, right uh, hiding underneath Veer's skirts basically right. was was. Like, oh, really? Come on. This seems so labored to me. Right. And and yet it was exactly the same thing that we saw in terms of the relationship between Jakar and Natoth, right? You know, yeah. I mean, J- J- Jakar yeah. was, was, you know, a, a yeah. mouse running across the, you know, uh, the, the, the floor standing on the table with his, you know, with his skirts all gathered up. True. Ah! Yes. Right? So, you know, yes. on, on some yes. level, we, we, we get a, we, 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 we get a reference to that and it's. You know, these guys, in some respects, hate each other because they're the same, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh very much. Oh, so. Okay, you know, I, I can, I can, uh, I can kind of take that. You know, let me go back a moment, Chris, back to this sort of Babylon's one, two, three, and four stuff that we've talked about, right? Sure, go. Before this, I think the last time we talked about this from an economic perspective, we made a couple of points. 
surely Babylon one and two were, were 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 not more than sketches. I mean, they couldn't have had that much stuff built because you can't just keep having all this stuff be destroyed and not be bankrupted. And yet, it appears that they were further along than we thought. So that's something interesting, yeah. right? There definitely was enough to have you know, have these these construction workers out right. there at least putting a scaffolding or something. Right, together. something was there. Yeah. Okay, well, that mm-hmm. that's that's sort of intrigue. I, I mean, again, trying to get a sense of the capitalism, trying to get a sense of the yes. economics of this of this time, it says something, though I'm not sure what, that the Earth Alliance, and ultimately with the support of the Mimbari um, Federation, could afford mm-hmm. to keep building these things, right? So you know, so Babylon one yeah. and two were sort of done in at the at the early stages. I get the sense that Babylon three was well along, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, we know about Babylon four. You know, the thing exists for you know an, an a, you know a right. day and it disappears, right? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and we got some confirmation, Chris, of speculation we made many episodes ago about people finding their way to this station. To yes. make their way, yes. and they don't have passage back, and so mm-hmm. you end up. That's where this underclass is coming from, you know. Right. They think they're going to find something here. This is going to be where they're going to they're going to make their yep. make their their big you know their big heyday. It's it's like you know the gold rush. Right. Everybody's flocking out to San Francisco right. uh, in 1849, and they get there, and there really isn't anything. And so people just kind of start piling up and, and yeah, we, and, and very different attitudes toward those, that group between uh, Garibaldi and Sinclair. Right. Uh, it, it's sort of revealing, but I'm not, yeah, that struck me as a little odd, right? And you, you wanted to yeah. kind of riff on that a little bit. So I, you know, I, I was just, it, it seems very out of place with what we've seen from, from Michael Garibaldi so far. That he was just like, just let me get in there and and you know t- take in my entire squad and bust some heads and we'll have what do you say like we'll have you know nine out of ten crimes you know, cleared up before before nightfall. Uh, I was that th- I was like, wow, we're, there's this sort of this this viciousness coming mm-hmm. from this this you know who's really been the blue collar character of right. the show so far, right? Um, and I. You know, that I haven't really seen. I mean, we've seen him kind of walking through these parts of the station and occasionally like breaking up a, you know, three card Monty or a, or some sort of like petty robbery or something like that. But, but where was that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to your point, I sort of expected a little bit more sympathy perhaps yeah. from him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't expect it. This is not a critique. This is just an, I, I, I don't expect it from Sinclair. Because he he mm-hmm. he reads as kind of very upper middle class, um, yeah. and uh, you know if Ivanova would probably just say, "Oh well, you know, put on your put on your big big boy laborer or your big girl laborer pants and mm-hmm. soldier on." I have no time or patience yeah. for your for your whining, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going all right, you know, yeah. You know. In, you, you know, in, in communist Russia, the the underclass, you know, right. gets job on you or something. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, 
but but you, you know you're right and and you know, Sinclair kind of pulls the he pulls the like sensitive liberal card right here he's like oh they're just here and they have no place to go and and you know it's it was I don't know it was just it was it 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 just struck me as a as an odd thing and you know knowing a little about the 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 politics that that uh, Jerry Doyle possessed I right if that was something that that he put in um, oh interesting he worked into the script in some way yeah. um, it's, it, it definitely seemed more along the lines of the the bits and pieces now I could be completely misinterpreting that I'd heard from his uh, from his radio show uh, later on in his life um, you know it's sort of the, the 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 tough on crime kind of approach um, but it just I haven't I hadn't seen anything so far and mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. anything from watching the show back the first time around where he would just you know see himself in in opposition to the 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 people who are kind of economically yeah disadvantaged disadvantaged yeah here. Yeah, yeah you know the, the folks who showed up and and oh, well we're here and now what do we do yeah yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't really require that you have a uh, uh, you know 2017 uh, left of center or right of center perspective to uh, to be able to appreciate that if you sold all your worldly goods and packed up your troubles in your kit bag and you know boarded a freighter to get out to B5 in the hopes that you're going to turn it around and you don't well there's your yeah. grapes of wrath territory stuff you know Chris exactly. that you were talking about some episodes ago and I, I, I think mm. I think anyone can appreciate that you know if you told if you told episodes from that perspective right go mm-hmm. all the way down into this sort of underclass of this station and look up it's going to look very yeah. different than the you know the angle we get um, you know which is again is not a uh, it, it's not a critique of the uh, of the way the story is being told it's it's perfectly fine mm-hmm. right but yeah. wouldn't it be interesting to get an episode that looks that way it's sort of like one of those mm-hmm. one of those episodes late in Star Trek the next generation where we had those cadets, yes, and, and, and we were sort of yeah. living their lives and seeing all of our main characters, right, right, yeah, or in a very yeah. elevated place. I, I don't know. That would be mm-hmm. sort of an. I don't think they ever do that, but had they done it, it would yeah. have been. It would have been interesting. It, it definitely would have. It would have given us more of a, a picture of what life is like in in different slices of the station than what we get. Um, although I, I, I. I I kind of fear how that would have been handled, given how the labor issues were handled. If you remember a couple of yeah, weeks ago, right, right. when we were, we were talking about the the strike issues, and I was thinking about that because I was thinking about the the point that Bill raised uh, that time um, you know, over the is are Garibaldi's forces is this a civilian or is this a military police force? Yeah, right, um, right. And and again, as as we see this, you know, he's. He's really asking permission from Sinclair to go in and, and and bust the place up, so you know that 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 leads me to believe that it's more of a military uh, military force that we've got. Yeah, got going. Yeah, I, I I hope that they'll that they'll explain that more um, when when mm. armies do policing and when police do army, y- you end up with a social circumstance that is yeah. generally countries that where that is going on. Very bad things are happening, and so I hope they they clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And an, an, another point I think in the episode's favor is that we get a little bit of a sense of how the judicial system works. Yeah, right? we actually lot, get it. We, we get, get a, a little of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, at least we know that not every you know c- civil case or you know robbery kind of you know petty thievery case goes before you know Sinclair and the and the the Grand Council. We have these ombuds who are you know presumably there's some sort of judicial system who they're who they're responsible to is is unclear. You know, what's their what's the structure within the the right military operations of Babylon Five? But they're definitely there to hear. Um, I think all the court the cases that that they were. Well, no, they weren't criminal because we we opened up with the alien abduction, right? Which which okay, yes, <laughs> right. that got a, as as a fan of the alien abduction kind of whole uh, um, genre. Um, that 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 made me smile despite myself. Uh, but that was more of a civil case. Totally it was, so yeah. they're hearing civil and criminal cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I it 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 I th- I thought that was I thought that was was a little a little the things that they were doing that they knew were sort of too clever by half. Mm-hmm. Somehow in this episode they landed for me. When in other yeah. episodes I just was like, "Oh, stop it with this you know, trying like okay, he's holding up this. You know, the the gray. It's a gray one. Two. Of course, he's holding up yeah. his little sign. You know, the ombuds is like, oh my god, mm. I can't believe why doesn't why doesn't ombudsman yeah. Jones ever get these cases? Okay, funny, right? Mm. The the the, yep. the shtick with uh, with Londo locking Veer out of the room because you know, yep. be very very quiet. We're hunting uh, Navertine Corma or mm. whatever the hell that 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 alien was called. <laughs> Yes, the uh, the Nakaline fever. That, there we go. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. No, I, I, yeah. Now, now I'm gonna have to go out and get Indian food. Thanks. Right. I, you know, the moment the moment <laughs> I heard that said, I was like, Navertine Korma? What the? What? <laughs> <did> he... <laughs> yeah, so I I, I I was not paying clearly enough attention because that's what I heard. Yes. And I went, okay, yeah. clearly that is not it. So I go back and I'm like, Nakra, what? I I couldn't figure yeah. it out. So until yeah. I could read it on mm-hmm. the screen. <laughs> Right? Oh, Nakaline yep. Hunter. Okay. Now, of course, what when I saw that, I immediately yeah. thought, oh, it's some sort of escaped third-stage guild navigator from the David Lynch Dune movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Badly CGI. I mean, yeah. it, 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 well, I mean look, it, yeah. it's of its time. Give it a break. It's right? 1994. Everything's badly CGI. Right. And it was... It, the CGI was better than the the like, the tentacle on a stick that they poked out from the encount- fake encounter suit. Which was just I'm going to touch oh. you now, right? Oh, that was like 1950s like <laughs> horror movie bad. I expected right. to see Tor Johnson like, right. knock a wall down yeah. and come onto the scene. Right. Beware Ugh. the tentacle. <laughs> Where's the theremin? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. it was a, it was so. sort of silly. Um, and the mm, other yes. the other little bit that I liked was uh, the name of the transport that uh, Thomas boarded. Did you catch that? Oh, that, wasn't that the Marie, the Marie Celeste? Celeste. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that character will be coming back for another episode. A negative. Negative. Mm. Um, yeah. Although it would have been interesting, you know? I, I I wonder if he had come back in, like, season four or something, um, having had a couple of years of, of this gathering mm-hmm. wisdom under his belt, how, how that would have looked. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, in fairness, maybe he does. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I didn't see any other... 
I didn't see anything on his IMDb mm-hmm. page to in- indicate that he uh, <clears throat> that he returned to the show. He didn't actually have a whole lot, you know. And and IMDb wise, this episode, you know, of course, you know, we had uh, you know, we had David Warner sort of taking up a lot of the a lot of the IMDb room. Yeah, the bandwidth. Uh, yeah, but here and, and you, yeah. I, I know where one of them where you're going. Oh yeah, William Sanderson as as Deuce, right? Um, you know the, the brother Larry yeah. from the New Yeah, Daryl, um, Daryl, and this is Daryl yeah. and my other brother Daryl. All that nonsense, right? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, and he was in Blade Runner, huh? Uh, Deadwood, Rocketeer, huh? Um, he's he's one of these guys that's just in everything. Once you yeah. once you start looking around, you know, one of those yeah. faces that you just see and immediately like, oh, okay, right? Well, yeah. and and it was so, that voice. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, his with that draw. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, clearly, yeah. I know who this guy is, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have anyone else but, down yeah. the? Uh... Um, the only other thing of interest that I will throw in is that the the writer of this has done a lot of uh, a lot of animation, okay, um, and comic book writing, uh, and uh, is one of the creators of Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> truly awesome. Truly outrageous. <laughs> uh, she also worked on you know on Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, apparently. Huh. Um, so yeah, classics of our of our youth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gem. Uh, May and that little dog. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah, Gem yeah, yeah. and the holograms. Uh, hmm. uh, I hey, am hey, one of those we're, people. We're who, due for a new Gem Renaissance because that's you know they're 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 working on a live action film. Oh my god. Well, uh, this is my only point about that. Um, uh, I. I will fight to the death anyone who says that Josie and the Pussycats is not one of the finest programs of American animation of its time. And Jem, sorry, pale, mm. pale, pale uh, comparison to Josie. All right, so so you think kind of meh. I think kind of good. Mm. I doubt you think this is the worst episode we've watched so far. No. Where, where no would you, was... what, what do you think the worst is that we've seen so far? I think I'm going to stick with Survivors. Mm. Yeah, you hated yeah, so you, mad. You hated that it, one a lot. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you think the best we've seen so far is? I think Signs Importance is probably. I mean, it's it's certainly the most important one. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the most important. I I think the best episode that we've seen so far uh, is Death Walker. <laughs> You know, that's one that was definitely surprising because, much like you said with this one, I expected nothing out of it. It was the, the, the miracle of low expectations. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely put Grail in the uh, – above above the line, mm. not below the, the, the kind of the midline. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I, again, pr- probably because I, I was expecting it yeah. to be so sort of insulting – and self-indulgent, mm-hmm. and, it, and and I just didn't think it was. So, yeah. um, all right. All that leaves so, us is is looking for the Straczynskiest line. I think that we got at the end of this episode the best line of dialogue that we've had in the whole show so far. In some respects, on this we agree. Yes. No boom. No boom today. Boom tomorrow. There's, There's always, always a boom always tomorrow. A boom tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, and what? Look, someone's got to have some damn perspective around yeah. here. Sooner, boom. sooner or later, boom, boom. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Claudia Christian was having so much fun saying those lines. Yeah. How can you not have fun while you know watching her? Exactly. You know? and, and if that doesn't 
if, if that's not her character in a nutshell. Oh, it's, you don't need to know anything it's else. The total, it's the, the total pessimism you know, that, that, that she has right there that, well, it's, it's just going to happen and we're just going to have to you know, be here for it. Right. It is, it is vintage, mm-hmm. perfect Ivanova. Yes. Yeah. And that brings us to, uh, to the end of another, uh, another great episode. Yes, indeed. So, I w- we're, um, we're, we're rapidly closing on the end of Babylon 5's season one mm-hmm. and, and our own. We've just got a, uh, you know, basically a handful of episodes to go. And we're going to get a lot of content packed into these last uh, five or six episodes. Yep. It's going to be a lot for us to talk about. And they're, they're going to be making some big moves on this show mm-hmm. and uh, really laying down some groundwork for, uh, for season two. Mm-hmm. That's going to offer us a variety of new characters, very different perspectives, and uh, you know, kind of raising the stakes, raising the heat on everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it speed up as we get closer. Maybe not next week. No, but maybe not the week but after soon that. Enough. <laughs> but but soon. Uh, look, I'm trying. I'm soon. trying to be optimistic here. Sooner or later. Boom. Yeah. 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 What a soon one of these days. Yeah. One of these days we'll get oh! we'll get a run of good episodes and not just one here and there. Uh, right. But anyway, right. folks, thanks for joining us and please reach out, let us know what you think. Uh, join us on our Facebook page, uh, the name of the pod on Facebook. Uh, you can reach us at the name of the pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can, you know, search for us on the web, you'll be able to find the page where you can download the episode in whatever sort of MP3 format that you want. Uh, join in the conversation online. Uh, and tune in next week. We'll be back with eyes. Eyes. See you then, Chris. See you, John. You know, like like I was saying in the um, in my email to you. I, you know, I go back and listen to these, and it's like I participated in this conversation, and I have no memory of this five <laughs> minutes of tape. Right. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs>